Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Today we're backstage with Emma Hatton, who's currently starring as Ava Perron in Evita. We talked about bringing the show back to London after taking it on tour, why she was nervous about leaving We Will Rock You, and what it's like being thrown on stage mid-show in Wicked. So I was like, I need to get through to find gravity and I'd just eaten a pot noodle. I'm Mikey Worrell, and I met Emma in her dressing room at the Phoenix Theatre in London. Here's our conversation. Hi Emma, thanks for having us in your dressing room. No worries. This is uh, really nice. I mean, this is one of the smaller ones, but it's cosy and I like it. It's it's yeah. close to the stage, which we like, and uh, it's nice and clean. It's all been refurbished as well, so it's lovely. Lovely, lovely carpet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's talk about the show that you're in, first of all. Uh-huh. Um, you did this role on tour and now you're, you're bringing it home. Yep. How's it going? It's great. The audiences are really receptive. Um, I've discovered that there is a, a real passion for this musical. People love it, um, which is really coming across, you know, and the audiences. Now we've done a lot of the press and I've done a lot of appearances and interviews. The, you can see the audience numbers are starting to, to recognise that this isn't going to be here forever. And it's very different doing it in the West End, you know, compared to doing it on tour. Um, that was lovely, that was really nice to go out into the regions, but there is something very, very special about bringing a show into the West End. It's just really exciting. I think there's a really different energy to a show that has a short lifespan. Um, but it's a strange one because it's not a new show. We know, we know it's tried and tested. Um, there is a fan base there, so it's also bringing new people along that don't know anything about it, but also those people that have seen it before intrigued to see what this production is and how it fares against the other ones that they, they know and love. So that's quite a nice a nice mixture, really, of audience members. Absolutely. I mean, it's been going for, like, 37-ish years. No, 39. Than that. 39. 39 years. So it's the 40th year so next year. So it, it's almost one of those... It's almost infallible in the sense, you know, new shows come along and people don't go because they're scared to spend so much money yeah. on something. That, whereas this is kind of... Evita's a familiar name, even though if they might not have seen it, they've, yeah. you know, they've heard of it. So yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Box, and it? I think I've, you know, I, I was very lucky that I was in some really well-established shows. So We Will Rock You ran for 11 years. Wicked, I think, will run until... The end of end time. Of time. Um, and rightly so. Brilliant, brilliant piece of theatre. But with this, because it's limited, there's that kind of, we're not here forever come and see what we've done with it as opposed to something that is just long running and loved you know it's 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 got that kind of magic about it and i think from a performer's perspective doing something that is a commitment for a, a long period of time when you're doing something seven eight times a week there is a challenge that arises with that that you have to find a way of managing you've you have to find a routine you have to find a way of coping with that but also keeping it fresh and that's quite difficult and I think from from two perspectives with this one one because it is limited and two because the character is so complex as an actress it enables me to to still find I think I could play this role for years and years and years and never tire of that journey that she goes on and finding those different nuances and and elements of her personality that got her from where she was to where she ended up so you savor every show because you know that it's coming to an end so that's that's a really lovely so the novelty to... never ends exactly it's like, enjoy it while you're, yeah. yeah you're kind of on the countdown that you, you know when I did Wicked and I knew that I had three months left 
it was like, oh my gosh, I've only got three months left. So coming into this theatre and thinking, it's only three months, you just drink it in, you just really, really enjoy it. You know, you grab that opportunity and really savour it, which is, you know, we're very, very lucky to be in that position. I suppose you must go through the same trajectory of doing a show in, in a long run and a short run, but on a short run it must just be so much quicker, like the first week and then you're... You know, Absolutely, you're... yeah, and, and, you know, you have that kind of um, midway point as well. Um, you also have the challenge of, inevitably, I mean, we came straight off the tour into rehearsals into town we got off the plane on the Monday and we were into rehearsals on the Tuesday so we've also reached that point where you know the the energy levels are struggling slightly because everyone's tired you know we've we've not had a break for quite a long time and whilst I'm not complaining at all health-wise you know everybody's kind of hit that lull over the last couple of weeks where we've really needed to boost the vitamins and and you know just kind of get yourself back fighting fit and it's tough because just like any just like any job isn't it you know when you haven't had a holiday in ages it takes its time it does I think if anything psychologically for me that is more um influential than anything else because if your head is in the wrong place it does it's it's psychosomatic a lot of the time and it can have an impact on your health and um and this 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 show is it's short it tells a story that spans over 18 years in two hours it's you know it packs the punch you it comes in and the story is you hit the ground running there is no room for tiredness and and that's why as the lead at the helm of the company it's very very difficult sometimes to and I and I learned this on Wicked which was my first lead role in my own right but I learned that it you you lead by example and sometimes it's about knowing when to say I cannot do it as much as coming in and pushing through because nobody wants somebody on that stage who's a martyr who's trying to get through something but sounds dreadful is ill is bringing the energy down of everybody else because it's it's a battle you know we know when it's like I can push through and you also have to know when to say if I don't go off today I could be off for the rest of the week you know and and that's really difficult I think yeah I was gonna say do you find that quite hard do you almost need someone to tell you stay at home today Emma or are you quite good at sort of disciplining yourself Uh, and saying I can't do it today I think and I'm not I don't don't claim to be unique in this at all I think the industry that we're in um we're quite dogged we're quite our work ethic is it has to be to have I would say because I've come up through the system to learn through experience to be an ensemble member to then move up to a cover to experience it from from the ground up um the work ethic is very very strong you know you get a lot of knockbacks and you dust yourself off and you just get back up again and you push through when perhaps you don't feel like it because you you're fighting for those opportunities and you want to prove that you can do it and you make sacrifices so i would say the majority of people that you spoke to in this industry there aren't many that would make the phone call to their company manager without a real tussle of i really want to go in or I need to go in or you know that's a really really difficult call to make I'm getting better at at being able to listen to my body and just recognize that sometimes you just have to admit defeat and say this is not happening sometimes you need your your parents or your partner or your housemate whatever to go 
you seriously can't go in like you can't even speak you know those those kind of things um but I don't think it ever gets easier because we love what we do it's not like we're going into a job just to pay the bills I'm sure there are some of those jobs but especially when you like you say you have worked your way up through the ranks yeah. and you, you know you feel like you've earned this earned and, it and, and and you don't want to throw it away no so Particularly, not that, that staying off for a show is no, away, but, but 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 particularly with I mean I know I keep talking about it, but the fact that it is such a short run, I know that I only have a certain number of shows to perform in this role, and once it's done, I I will miss it. So as much as there are times when I'm like, oh gosh, I I really don't know if I can get through it tonight. We all know that there are times when you come in and you go, I'm feeling a bit under par, but I reckon I can push through tonight. But as long as the audience don't know, you know, that's that's the key. But it's when you're like, I actually just, I can't, I can't. And that's what's so hard because I know that I don't have an infinite number of shows left. So I don't want to miss one of those shows because they're precious and I want to savour them. Um, and, and I miss the company when I'm not here and I am never happier than when I'm busy so to be sat at home useless is just and I know I'm like I should be resting but that's so hard for me I'm like well I should clean my bathroom or I should and I'm like but that's counterproductive because I need to rest and yeah I find that I find that really really difficult well I I can attest to the fact that you've been busy today because it was 12,000 steps you've done it was yes and now you're sitting on the floor in your slippers I know (laughs) I did, I did tell her to, to, to not, to, I did offer the chair, that's for the <laughs> No shame, no Sitting shame. Sitting on the floor so next to your massive dress. My gown, Your yes. Jane Crossing Argentina outfit. I mean, yeah. you say you missed this role. Yeah. Are you attached to her? Hugely. I think, I get asked a lot, you know, is she, I'm just going to turn that tunnel down. Oh no, it's fine. Um, Unless they start blurring they do, I mean, they're doing the preset, so. Um, I mean, do you want to turn down time? Oh, maybe a little bit. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. I usually struggle to read this. There you go. Um, given the proper authentic experience, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I I feel that this was a role that I I always wanted to do, um, purely because I'd, I'd never seen the show, but I the 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 women that I the girls the women that I sort of aspired to be like in terms of career wise is this sort of when you were young coming into the industry okay coming into the industry so rachel wooding louise dearman yeah so these these two girls in particular are they're friends now which is lovely um but i still have them on a bit of a pedestal because their voices for me are just sublime i just love them um and it helps that they're really lovely girls as well but i i so i came out of college and these were the kind of they were they were in that kind of category of girls that were, they weren't that much older than me but they got some more experience and I could see you know and obviously like Lou went on to play Alphaba um so we've got that bond because we went through that experience and that's a very very unique experience and you all kind of stick together it's like a and I suppose you've done Rock You which Rachel obviously did as well I did Rock You with Rachel oh, so you? yes yeah 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 oh, of course because she came back didn't she, she? came yes. back so um so that was really lovely for me as well and, let's, and let's like, talk about we were Rocky, like okay I miss that show some jobs for me have been about the the not necessarily the profile but what what it can do for you in terms of how much you can grow as a performer how it can challenge you what it can do for your profile but 
for me that that show was it's a it's a very special one to me because when I went to musical theatre college they were like you've got quite a unique tone we don't want to tamper with that what you do is great we can if there's something you're struggling with let's you know and we can look at intent behind and how to help you hit certain notes but in terms of starting to get really technical with me they were like you you kind of do what you do and I've never had really that kind of singing training so they were like we will rock you for you is is on the money because it's your kind of music it's your kind of singing um and I had my heart set on doing that show and I auditioned for it five times and eventually they let me in I think somebody (laughs) must have paid them but it was just I just knew that I had to be in that show that it was it had I had a bit of a calling towards it and uh very much about visualization and things but this was the one that for me I gave up the industry for personal reasons and then I went to watch the show and I just cried all the way through it because I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to leave this potential opportunity behind. Auditioned again, didn't get it. Auditioned again, didn't get it. Got very close, but... What were, what were those auditions like? Was that in front of Brian or was that... Yes, I did some in front of Brian um, and Roger Taylor um, and Ben Elton. And they were lovely. I remember one going in and I had the worst throat infection. And bless Brian May was like, I sang uh, No One But You. And he was like, bring her back in and let's take the key down. Let's just bring the key down so that we can hear. That's so nice. Yeah. And it was a very unique audition experience because it's all in-house and it's like a big family. I mean, Brian May used to come and do Secret Santa for us. Like, he'd dress up. He's just the most beautiful soul. He's so, so lovely and so generous and passionate about his baby. It just, for me, was, was the absolute dream. It really, really was. I mean, I can talk about Wicked and that that I still pinch myself that I was in that show. Like, Wicked is just still to me, like, you know, it's on this pedestal. But in terms of, I don't know, just that warm, fuzzy feeling, yeah. we will rock you. I made some of my best friends on that job. I learned so much. Our team, our director, Tony Edge, our choreographer, Georgia, it was just, it was just the most beautiful experience I was there for two years I got wicked I was reluctant to leave because I wanted to stay because I loved it so much and I, I, like who feels like that about a job you know when you've just been offered standby alphabet and I was like oh should I because this is amazing and this is where my home is and yeah. you know but it was just you could come into that theatre feeling like you'd had the most awful day and the finale would just choke you up every night, you know, seeing We Are the Champions and Bohemian Rhapsody and just, just, it was just the best. I never ever got to that show and was like, oh, I don't want to do it. It just, because that music yeah, is just it phenomenal. Just literally, doesn't it? I mean, it had a bit of a bad press, didn't it, when it first opened and... It was slated. I know, but, it's but, crazy. But the audiences absolutely loved it and I'll never forget watching it with my cast we, we were in rehearsals and we went to do a show watch and we sat there and doom, 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 at, at the beginning. And the disco lights were going. Yeah. And uh, they didn't, I don't think they listened to health and safety about what sound levels they could do. They just ramped it up like a rock concert, which it absolutely should have been. And the Dominion is such a bar and it's such a it's massive, great, massive. It? And it was like a rock gig. You'd feel like the drums reverberating through you. And I was just like, this is what it's about. This is what it's all about. 
and that for me was just the dream come true and 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 it did give me that that kind of it was the same cast and director as wicked so it got me in through a door that then led to another door and and so so that for me was very 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 special yeah. i just still now i'm desperate for that show to come back yes, and i always said like if i could just get in that show and i would stay in it and i'd i'd do scaramouche like if they'd take me back obviously but i'd be like right i do scaramouche while i still got the energy and then maybe when i'm a bit older maybe do meatloaf because she doesn't she has a bit more time off stage i'd be like i just stay with that show as well it's it's so rare to have the creatives around like for an 11 year run yeah. like that which just never happened yeah. does it and they just loved it i know our director was like people were like come and work for us come and work for us and he was like no <laughs> and i loved it because he'd just be like oh darling just just move a little bit further over as opposed to you must stand on this you must it wasn't prescriptive it was just like if you are enjoying yourself and you are being truthful and it's all about the music it's all about the music the storyline is is deliberately funny and to be mocked you know the moral of the story is actually quite poignant but the script was you know it was fun and it was it wasn't meant to be taken too seriously by anybody and we had so much fun with it I worked with people like Ollie Thompson uh, who I had watched as Fiero and was just blown away by I was playing opposite him as Galileo and I was like pinch me this is wonderful like this is just these voices never heard anything like it um so yeah, I mean, I could talk about that show. For I, I know, I know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the We Will Rock You podcast. Oh, but like, bring it just, back. We need a campaign to bring do, that show back. Well, there was going to be a sequel, wasn't there? And yeah. then I don't know what happened, but that went all went quiet. But I have no idea. I wasn't involved in that. But um, yeah, I mean, if if that could come back, yeah. <laughs> uh, can we talk about Wicked? Of course, we can. How how did this come about? I'd never been auditioned for it before. Um, it was cast by um, Pippa Alien Casting, so the same people that cast We Will Rock You. So. Um, um, I'd done two years in We Will Rock You. They asked if I wanted to stay on, and I was like, yep, yeah, sure, I'm going to stay until you ask me to leave. Um, and I was hoping to perhaps progress up to playing, because I was first cover Scara and Meat, so I was like, maybe I might get one of those if one of, them, one of the girls goes. And I got an email come through from my agent at the time that was, you know, they'd like to see you for Wicked, and I thought, oh, that's nice. Never in a million years did I think that I would actually get past the first round because Elphaba's like, it's the one. It's isn't the pinnacle, it? isn't it? It is. Like, as much as some people might disagree, it's not everyone's cup of tea. You, I don't know anybody that doesn't know Define Gravity. I don't. No, even, no, same. Even people who don't know like theatre. Yeah. It, it's just. It's... People on the train would be like, oh, you know, if people strike up conversation, I'll watch it, you know, like, lads that were on night out from work, what do you do? And you'd be like, mm, just, you know, in theatre, oh, what show are you in? Oh, wicked. oh my God, I love that one. And nobody was ashamed of the fact that they loved Defying Gravity, you know, it was just like, yeah. So I um, got an audition through, and I think maybe because I had no expectation, I also was, was not one of the people in this industry who had ever sung the material before. It wasn't a song that I'd gone to for concerts or for auditions or for, no. It, it, to be honest, what I did outside of musical theatre was very much non-musical theatre. Oh, yeah, I've been reading old jazz and blues. Yes, yeah, so you'd find me singing James Brown and Etta James and Billie Holiday at, you know, dark club somewhere. So, um 
so yeah, it was it was never really. I've never really been like you sort of. I've, I haven't got musical theatre albums on my on my Spotify playlist. You know, I'm a bit of an embarrassment to this industry, but I, I love so it. I've got enough of the both. Don't go. <laughs> my best friend is like, I've got it all. but I love musicals. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a snob about. It. I do love musicals, but, but I suppose because it's the job. It's nice for you to escape yeah. the job. Yeah, and I always it. started out as a singer. So I'm like, oh, okay, they want to give me a role. That's great. I'm going to go with that. But it, it was never, a pl- I've never really planned. I've just kind of, <laughs> I just do what I love. And if something comes yeah. from it, great. And so. if you're singing Defying Gravity eight times a week, you don't want to then listen to it on the train home, do no. you? Let's face no, it. No, no. Um, so yeah, so I was like, I, I went to the audition and, and I was a bit, it was early. I remember they were, they call you in early for Alphabets because they want to hear what your voice is like when you're tired when you're because it's Cause vocally yeah. you know this the, it is the one that causes a lot of problems so my voice does not naturally sit up there so at the time I was like I just went in and sang somebody's love because obviously that was that was my comfort zone sang it and I think possibly I'd never been in before so it wasn't like I was oh we've seen her six seven times do they get a lot of people who've been in over yeah 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 i mean if they if they like them if they if they know they can sing the stuff you know a 12 month period between castings can do the world a good because someone could go away and be like i really want this role i'm gonna go away and work on it i'm gonna come back they've got the notes from the previous rounds but they'd never seen me before so i think there was an element of who's fresh blood isn't it coming yeah. into the room and they're like what what have you got and I'm I'm not someone that's been saturated by Wicked, so I I I didn't have any preconceptions of what it should sound like. So they gave me the material. I couldn't sing it. I and I'm I'm not saying that for effect. I actually couldn't sing it. I couldn't hit those notes, not safely. And I was doing We Will Rock You in the evenings, and my poor neighbours. I was living in this block of flats, and it was <laughs> it wasn't pretty. And I worked very very hard on it. And um, I, I don't, I don't know what it was. I did seven rounds, so I went in quite a few Six times. times. Over what, what sort of time period would that have been? Six, seven weeks. So, well, a week. That's, that's intense. Yeah. And, and what's it like? Are, do you, are you in like a waiting room with all yeah. the... Obviously, I'm not asking to know the names, but are there... Oh, yeah, all the girls that you would expect to be there were there. That, so that must be quite scary. Yeah, terrifying. But also, I, I genuinely believe that there's, there's two ways to approach an audition. One way I used to approach it was to go in and be desperate. And that would read if you were like, oh my God, I want this so bad. The other way is to do your prep and then just go in, do your best, try not to get phased by everybody else and just think as long as I've done, and that hasn't come easily, it's taken a long time for me to get comfortable with that. But what would happen is I'd go in and I'd audition and I'd imagine myself doing the job and I'd psych myself out with who else was there and they're going to get it and I, I wouldn't enjoy it not that I find auditions that enjoyable anyway but I wouldn't enjoy it and then afterwards I'd just worry and be like and it's that's no way to live so I just I, I very much believe in in what's meant to be will be but I can control what I can control so I've done my work I've I've made sure that I've got a good night's sleep I've done you know I've done the prep if I get there and there's three people there that I think they're better suited to the job than I am it's out of my hands really isn't it yeah is it is it weird when you come back for the next round and you can sort of you could you know who's missing from the waiting room well you don't always see so time slots you wouldn't oh, okay. always see you wouldn't see everyone yeah at the time. it's usually the final that you get there and you always check the the list of names as you like signing in um 
but yeah, there were quite a few names that I could have easily got psyched out by. So and so's in the waiting room. They're going to get it because they played this role or that role. That doesn't equate. That doesn't. You know, I've been up for roles since playing Alphaba. I haven't got them. It doesn't. It, you know, it's 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 fair game. You go in there, and it could be that they they just don't see it, or that they there's something about you that day that doesn't resonate with them yeah. or someone comes in and they're like well, I can't put my finger on it but they've got what we're looking for or they match up much better with the person playing opposite them or I've learned just because I was the girl playing alphabet at that point in time does not mean that I was the only girl that could have got that role yeah I was the one doing it at that point in time there's loads of people that could do it but they might bring something else that I couldn't bring you know so yeah. it's just that's that was my time that was my opportunity it was my go yeah, so when you, when you were the stand... Obviously, you, you said you were dubious about leaving all your rock... Not dubious, yeah. but sceptical to leave yeah. all your rock queue. Yeah. And then did the fact that it was the standby job and that you wouldn't be on stage every night play a part in that? No, because I think the word alphabet just overrode everything. You know, the fact that when I got a phone call saying they're considering you for standby, I nearly fell off my seat because I was like, <laughs> what? Like, n- no, like, no way. There's no way. Um, and when I got the call, I would... I, like, I still now thinking about it get goosebumps because I'm like even when I got the call that I got the role I was like I, I still can't fathom it I can't um, and you got to go on loads of standby which yes. obviously not nice circumstances no so it was anyone, very but... very unfortunate for the girls that I was covering but that is the industry and that's what a standby is there for um, I, I had reservations about how am I going to feel not doing the show every night but standby really suited me because I'm I'm a real like I love projects I love doing I'm never sat still so to be able to go in and every time I went on stage I played the lead so I got all that kind of experience and then I could go in some days and do my tax I set up a business I was making prints um I could FaceTime my family I could watch Netflix. <laughs> I could wrap my Christmas presents. I, I mean, I was in heaven because I got the best of both worlds. Yeah. And some people it doesn't it doesn't suit because they just want to be on stage. But I've never been musical theatre is my life. It's part of my life and I love it. But I've got other things. But it's quite. I suppose it's really healthy to to sort of have it in a box. Yeah. And you know, it's like meant for your mental health to be able to go. I'm not doing that today. Yeah, I mean, you can't always... You never really have that guarantee because you could get a phone call halfway yeah, through. <laughs> but I like that. I like Did you ever get element. thrown on mid-show? Only once. And how, how does that happen? It, I mean, is, it was, there, it was, is there a secret, like, code? That, no, no, they basically just call you and go, you're going on, get down here, we need to get you green. And that, But how does, the, how does the alphabet... Does the alphabet just say when she comes off stage? Yes, I so I on. went off twice mid-show. Um... And it's never something that you want to do because you know that it's... Well, it's like we talked about earlier. It's that, oh God, I, I thought I could do this. Yeah, and... and, and but you, you must be having that battle while you're... While you're oh yeah, you run... And sometimes you'd run out and you'd, you'd start singing. You'd be like, I feel great today. And then halfway through the song, you'd be like, I haven't got this. That must be heartbreaking. Yeah, because I will never understand the human voice. <laughs> I could go out and get absolutely drunk and the next day, my voice could be flawless. I could have had a day of vocal rest and drunk all the water. And and sometimes it's like, just doesn't cooperate. And there's so much. It's how hydrated you are, how stressed you are, what your muscles are doing. Like, 
you know what I mean? There's yeah. so many factors, and I don't. I think it will always be a bit of a conundrum to me. So what do, what do you have to do? There are certain points. So you you have to get through Wizard and I because yeah. there's nothing you can, unless obviously you were like fainting or vomiting or whatever, where you do a show stop. Fortunately, that never happened. But uh, it was end of Wizard and I. You kind of know by yeah. that point because if you're struggling, then it's usually vocally, but for some it's an injury or whatever. Um, you have to then get through um, the next time you go off stage is it dancing through life? it's dancing through life good skills <laughs> so I, I think you go off after um, it couldn't happen here in Oz you go off you haven't got time then because it's dim dim you know yeah oh my gosh I'm nervous already so and then you have to go straight back on again and bump into Fiero. That's it, yeah. So then the next time you go off is when he says, maybe they saw green and thought it meant go. I can't be- believe how much I remember <laughs> of this. You walk off and you go, abort! <laughs> abort! You actually off. have to say that. Yeah, because you're literally like, I, I, I can't go on. And the, the hardest thing is, our company manager always used to say, please don't come off and go, I don't know what to do. Make a decision. Yeah, because then you're putting it on someone else. Yeah. And you're the only person who can decide is you. Yeah. And they would rather you say, I'm off, than... Say it's time. Because they haven't got time. So if they can... How long does it take to get the green on? Well, a good green is like half an hour. But like a slapdash green, because you've got to get on. It's like, yeah, it's like, you know, you can do it in like 15 minutes. But what happens then is you have to go on... And if they can, they'll try and get you on for... Because you don't sing then until... Oh, yeah, Dancing Through Life is quite... Dancing Through Life, and then it's the bed scene, so it's popular. Oh, popular when you kind of just, yeah. So if they can, they'll try and swap you on the bed. So okay. as um, the bed's coming on... Would you go off and then you'd the You'd go off and the other on. one would come on. That never happened for me. Um, or it'd be I'm Not That Girl. So you as you come off, having... Run off with the, the lion cub. No. Oh, okay. As you do the, um, I have to go. Oh, and the popular. Yeah, you run off, and then there's somebody there to come on. When do? How do they come on? Oh, because they come on doing the toss toss, don't they? In the white shirt. I've, there I you go. The this is embarrassing that I don't know. Please that. don't judge me. I'm not judging you. I'm actually very <laughs> impressed. So yeah, so she comes on then. I remember when Nat was covering me, Natalie Andreu. She was there in her white coat. And it was weird because I was like, you're green and I'm green and we're both green and, <laughs> and you're I'm going, going home. home and I'm going home. Um, and and yeah. how do they explain that to the audience? Do they... they don't, so they have to wait until the interval. But do they then say... Due to the indisposition a... of... But do they just say from now on or do they... No, they'll say, due to the indisposition of Miss, ha- Miss Emma Hatton, the role of Alfred Bell will, will now be played by... Right. Or the role of Alfred Bell for Act 2 will be played by. The funniest one was... Um, so Villamine lovely villa mine who is she's incredible she's, but, like, she's, she's been insane. doing this she's just finished she's like, like 10 a years she's like Celine but better <laughs> right so and she's just adorable. and she can fly I just love her I know she's Celine on wings she's just amazing I love her and just the most humble like but focused like a laser she's just incredible anyway so she was bless her I think it was her back which was why she left originally she was on and she was doing one short day in the Emerald City. Right, so she comes running off. So she goes, I always want to see the Emerald City. Runs off. And I run on because she had to go off. Now, 
Willamine. That's like the really short uh, costume change, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So I was ready to go. I was in black and, you know. And um, I'm five foot two at a push. And uh, quite like, I'm not stocky, but I'm like athletic. Yeah. Willamine's like five, ten, eleven. She's, t- I mean, she's tall. She's a lot taller than me anyway. Yeah, yeah. And she's like gorgeous and angular and like oh she's just beautiful so she runs off and I'm like tomboy like we're running back on like sprinting on stage right and the, the one of the first lines I say is I want to remember this moment always nobody's staring nobody's pointing I'm like everybody's staring <laughs> and everybody's pointing because they're like what happened to Elphaba like what was she shrunk and Does she suddenly that, got really heavy footed. Do you then have to spend the rest until like Define Gravity like worrying that everyone's going, who is this girl? I didn't really care. No, okay. So I was like, I need to get through Define Gravity and yeah. I'd just eaten a pot noodle. <laughs> and I was like... Just chilling watching Netflix. Um, yeah, basically. Oh my God. Is that, is that weird coming in mid-show when you kind of don't have No, yeah, you've got no... And you kind of have to jump straight in. Straight in, straight in. But it was fun. Like that was like... Obviously I was devastated for, for Villamine. But from an adrenaline perspective... I mean, I sounded gravelly as all hell when I was up there. I was like, Wah! like, because I hadn't done, like, I'd done a warm up, but like, you you almost need the act one to warm yeah. up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because by the end of act one, normally you're like, okay, I'm, I'm there now. But um, I've yeah. got I've got to ask when you when you fly when you're going up. Yeah. What does that feel like? I mean, is it is it uncomfortable? No, no. I mean, I would say that it's rare that you go up ever feeling. Um, relaxed and I don't mean on a physical level because you're just totally safe there's nothing to worry about there more on an adrenaline level because you're always like this is what they've all come to see don't get it wrong so if you can find me look to the western sky as someone told me Was it the best bit for you? Sometimes. No, no, it wasn't. Really? It was No Good Deed was my best. Okay. Because for me, No Good Deed was in my voice. It was comfortable for me. Also, Act 2 Alphabo was much more me. Like, Act 1's a little bit, like... Quirky. Yeah, and, yeah. whereas Act 2's grounded and, like, you Deep, know... Deeper. Deeper, yeah, abs- on every level, you know. And, and so, I always... I think most people struggle more with that one alpha bar. So it's hard to find, because we're older as well. It's hard to the balance, isn't it? Because some people do it more angrily. Some yeah. people do it a bit more vulnerable. Like, or some bit more, more. a bit more, like, funny, like, go for the laughs. And it's, it's tricky, because she's, she's got to be real at the end of the day, and she's green, and it's like... But it's quite nice that there are... Because that, that so, so many people have played it now. So many it's, interpretations. It's quite nice that there are, there are so many different women have found... Different ways in. No, we love I it. Quite like that. I love it. Like I went to watch Rachel Tucker on the ten year anniversary, and I was like, oh, "Wow, she's just amazing, isn't she?" I just th- do you know what? Hats off to anybody that's can sing it. That's ever played that role because I know what it feels like to run through those doors and just be absolutely cacking yourself because it's so big. It is so big, and then you just have to normalise it and go. It's just a role. It's just a role. Everyone else has made it, but it but it is huge. But then this role's huge. Like. Yeah. There's so much to it that... They're quite similar, aren't they? Yeah. They're just of different times. Yeah. They both were very strong women. They both made themselves really unpopular because they stood up for what they believed in. Um, yeah. In fact, it, I would say that 
it's a very different thing because it's it's a much more classical musically it's tougher as a you know as a because wicked's more poppy isn't it yeah musically this is this is tough like the the melodies are very tricky to find sometimes and this also sits a lot more in your your mix and your soprano, which when you've been doing those big, you know, the big speech on the balcony, and then suddenly you've got to be like, hi, flying adult, and you're like, no, flying adult, you know. <laughs> but at least you get to sit down. Yes, no, that is lovely. And when I'm dying, you know, I'm like lying on a bed, and I'm like, and my friend Karina, who's the standby Glinda, came to watch in Wimbledon, and she was like, babe, I mean, you get to lie in a bed. Like... <laughs> After what you did in Wicked, like you get to have a bit of you a lie down, a you deserve a lie down, and I was like, yeah, I think I do. Um, but oh. yeah, it's, it's it's different, but it's it's just as challenging because yeah. you've also got, yes, Wicked was emotional, but this is on a different level. Yeah, that you know? that that lament is just so beautifully it's done, powerful, isn't and it? The, like, and it's so simple, just with that little guitar bit. For me, like the You Must Love Me into the Lament, I really look forward to those numbers because the pressure's off then on a vocal level. Mm. It's just an acting piece. I mean, they're all acting pieces, but it's you don't have to think about the notes in those ones. Yeah. And the, the orchestration, it's just, it's beautiful. You know, I'll often, sometimes that, that Spanish guitar will, will make me cry because it's so beautiful and it's played so beautifully that it just moves you. And there's the atmosphere, like, as an audience member, the atmosphere at that moment yeah. is so quiet and yeah. you can just hear it so quiet. It's yeah, just... it's beautiful. Actually, the first time I saw the show, I didn't realise that You Must Love Me wasn't in the original. No, I didn't know Because it just fits so well. No. And they wrote that for the film, what, like, 20, 30 yeah. years later, 20 years later. Yeah. Um, I could talk to you all day. I really could. <laughs> Uh, and there's so many questions that I don't even have. Literally, <laughs> I wrote my notes. So oh, I, haven't even I love the fact that you haven't, though. It's just like, just have a chat. Yeah, it's no, great. it's nice. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> No worries. Giving me your time. No worries. Um, Thank you for coming in. I will let you get ready for your show. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much. much. No worries at all. To make sure you don't miss the next episode of Backstage With, hit subscribe on iTunes now or follow us on Twitter at backstage underscore with. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Mikey Worrell, with thanks to Emma Hatton, Emma Holland PR, The Phoenix Theatre, and to you for listening.